Hello, Annie. Hello, Robert. What we're talking about here is our view on relationships and especially on the personal growth and spiritual development that comes as a result of a high-functioning relationship. And I think it is important. I mean, we talk about ourselves, but I don't think we're a lot different than most other couples in regards to what's going on and how we work through what we need to work through. We talk about what works for us because everything we say, we actually walk this talk and it works. Boy, we've had to learn the hard way, so we do know how this, how to make this happen. Well, certainly, and we've been to the bottom and, and we've worked through a lot of stuff. It can work if you're prepared to actually see, delve into what's going on within you. Personal growth and spiritual development, those two things go together. I often focus on relationships because that's where the big challenges come up in personal growth and spiritual development. And also, I've got to be true to my word because I always find that whenever I plan for anything, it doesn't go right. The reason it doesn't go right is because I'm coming from my head. So I need to really come from my spirit and come from my intuition. I need to practice what I preach. So I'm practicing what I'm preaching now. So as I'm talking, I'm deciding what we, what I would like to talk about today. And what's coming through is you're as good as the problems you can resolve are. Oh, how boring. How do you mean how boring? How boring. Because what came to me was about, well, when you said, you know, you have to, to be the spiritual growth is, well, the spiritual growth is dependent on your personal growth. I mean, you... You can't reach that attainment of spirituality if you're bogged down in everyday life and and all the challenges, like being stuck. So I was just thinking about to be a spiritual person and to be awakened, and you always talk about being the best you can, I thought we could just talk about being. Funny you should say that because that's really what's coming up because... When I'm saying talking about problems, I'm not really talking about the here and now. What I'm saying is each one of those problems that comes up is a blockage to our being. Mm. And it's an emotional blockage. What we do is we resolve those, we resolve those blockages so we can get be more about our being because in our spirit, in our intuition, it wants us to go forward. It's always challenging us to go further forward. And of course the emotion part of us gets frightened and says no. Because if you do that, I don't know what's up there and I'll be out of control. So I want to hold you back. So it comes up with all these things to hold us back. And and it sh- as it should, because unless we resolve those, we'll take those with us too. So it's saying, okay, you have these little problems, these little problems we've got which are earthbound emotional things or seem to be, but actually there are blockies to our spiritual development. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that... It's the emotional blockages that stop us from moving forward. We can physically move and we'll take the issues with us, but we cannot move up in frequency with emotional blockages. It doesn't work. That's my belief anyway. Well, 
You just said exactly what I said, but in a different way. I, know, I thought you were saying that that to, when we move up, we can't move up. Oh, well, moving up with emotional, we can take the emotional blockages unless we resolve them. And obviously, we, there's always going to be something. But basically, every time we resolve something, we vibrate at a higher frequency. We anyway. open ourselves to a higher frequency. Mm. Let's just say that we don't resolve something, and somehow we we are able to cheat and go further and. Let's say when let's say for instance someone wins Tas Lotto, and suddenly they've got all this money come into them, but they're not ready for it in any other way. One of two things happens: they either lose it all and go broke, and about seventy percent of them do, or they really have to deal with the issues which have been stopping them getting this money in the first place, or getting this money before this, or deal with whatever they need to deal with so they can actually keep living a normal life and what they'll find that when they do that the money doesn't really matter that much well i believe that you're right i mean they they lose it and i know i've seen figures and and i'll believe you because i don't remember what the figures were that the majority of people end up losing all that money and quite often lose that and more yeah 10% 10% more, uh, they go bankrupt. And I'm probably going to say what you were saying, but I didn't quite get get exactly what you said in, the, in this context, was that people then need to deal with having the money in relation to their emotional worth. So am I worthy? I feel guilty because I've got this money. Um, you know, everyone will come and want some, you know, if I let people know that I've got money. And, and there's all of those sorts of fears okay. and... and mm delusions that mm. go with having won that money. It kills the fantasy that, boy, if only I could have all this, life would be so good. It's better because you're going forward and you're feeling really, really good, but we've still got work to do. And the better our strategies are, the, the more work we do, the better it is. So when I'm talking about problems, I'm not talking about problems, I'm talking about blockages to our spiritual growth. Mm. Yes, yes. Now, the interesting thing about marriages. Because marriages is such a spiritual union, and it is very, very spiritual. I've heard so many people, when they ask about how they got together, it's so often people sort of see this person in a crowd of people and they just know that's the one for them. And some people know, they look at them and think, I'm going to marry that person, and they do. It's not uncommon at all, and it's, you know, this love at first sight, it's real. I get what you're saying, and it's a spirit, like relationships are a spiritual thing because why is it that we are attracted to one person but we're not attracted to another person? So what is it that draws us to that person? And, you know, most people we talk to, and I mean, I'm thinking you probably talk to more, you do talk to more people than I do about relationships, but most people, when they have first connected with that person when it, and whether it's love or whatever it is that they that's that that feeling is have this really lovely feeling about their partner very they're very occasionally people say no I didn't get that feeling mm. but you then you wonder why they went along with that relationship in the first place and sometimes not having that feeling that the relationship falls down eventually anyway because you don't have really have that connection and other times people can work on it and still be connected because of the work they've done on it. But yes, the spirituality is what connects me to someone or what connected me to you rather than 
you know, you were standing next to someone, let's say, I can't remember, (laughs) standing next to someone else, another male, and it didn't connect me to that other male. Well, I can remember very well in my fantasies, you know, there was about (laughs) 30 or 40 women in the room and they all wanted me. Somehow I chose you. <laughs> that's that's. Well, hang on to that fantasy. <laughs> but it might be a fantasy. I might be joking. But that's actually um, a possibility because there was something. It was a, there was a spiritual connection. The rest of them might have looked all available or might, whatever. But there was a spiritual connection I had with you and only with you. Mm. And that's the way it works. It's a and it's a weird spiritual connection because put logic to it, no logical sense at all. Actually, you can look at it the other way because I was thinking you can walk into a room and think, oh, no one, you know, no one, I'm, I, no one will want me and, you know, I won't be able to, I won't have any connection or I won't be able to talk to anyone or whatever. And then you find that somehow, yeah, there's someone that connects to you during that yes, gathering. Yeah, that's very true. And you look and you think, why would they connect to me? I'm not even. Oh, I'm almost trying to get out of here, and they connect, mm. and somehow I feel connected to them, and I can't say no. No. Is that the reality of what really happened? I don't know. I've what the connection with you and I? Oh. <laughs> I was in a room trying to avoid, and you come up and got me. Who was in a room trying to room trying I don't to avoid? Know. No, I've, no, I've we, forgotten. I'm we just... met. We met professionally first. Yes, we did. I just I find the whole thing fascinating, and then. Then when you get together, you know, you've got this, make this connection, and when you get together, then the problems start. You know, people say, oh, we've got to get together and we're trying to try and have this relationship where there's no problems. No, no, the challenges start. When we get together, the challenges start, and those challenges are perfect. And so many people look around and say, oh, my gosh, it's not good, I've got these problems, I've got these problems, and they sort them out and sort them out. And then after they've been together for quite some time, let's say 10 or 20 years, then they get a problem and they can't get through it. They sit there and think, oh my God, I'll waste all this time in this marriage. We've got a problem that's never been any good and I never knew it and I've just realised now we're down the tube we're going to go. In fact, what's happened is you've got the problem because you've had a very, very successful relationship for the last 20 years. You've now grown and developed to this point where the problem you've got to deal with now, you just don't have the strategies for it. Mm, and that happens frequency. I was thinking that, you know, the adage that that opposites attract. So you attract someone into your life quite often and oh I might not be I not might not be right saying this, but quite often you the, the element that attracts you to that person is something later on down the track that becomes an issue. And I'm not referring to us at this stage. Just thinking, someone who's quiet is attracted to someone who's really outgoing. So they get together. They both admire the qualities that the other person has. But then, as you move down the track, it's like the quiet person will be frustrated with this outgoing person because always wanting to do stuff. And when they go out, that person's always talking to everybody. And, and the opposite can occur. You know, the, the one that's more outgoing gets frustrated with the mm. quiet one because they won't talk to people and they don't want to do anything. So those things become an issue. The extrovert married to the introvert or the task-orientated person married to the people-orientated person, things like that. Mm. that well, that's, that could be one way of putting mm. it, yeah. But, you know, what you described then is when, when those two people get together, the probability of conflict is really, really high. Mm. But when they get it... 
boy, is that a powerful union. Is that a powerful union? It's probably one of the most powerful unions you get. But you've got to be able to resolve the stuff first. You've got to get to the stage where each person is able to sit there and really appreciate and respect and and acknowledge and accept the per- other person for who they really are because that other person has the values and has the, the mindset and has the, um, the behaviours which you lack and vice versa. So when you, get to, when you get together, boy, you've covered all bases. That's very special. When you get it together. When you get it together, yeah. Because that's really about you know, resolving all of that shadow part of you. That's so exactly that, right. And it goes back. Yeah. So that then you can just be the person that you're meant to be. Just mm. And what the other person or what other people do, in the long run, it doesn't matter because no. they're just being them. And you have the right to be you and to sit in your being confidently and comfortably. What I'm talking about, when I'm talking about my boring problems, as you put them, they're not boring at all. They're actually the signposts to growth. That's the growth and development. Because each time you deal with a problem, each time you deal with a challenge, I should be saying, the only real way to do it is you've got to be able to allow yourself to become the person you need to be so that it ceases to matter. The other person's behaviour ceases to matter. That other person might change their behaviour, they might not, but it won't matter. You're still there and you're accepting of it and away we go. So that's the really big issue. And you can sort of see then from that point of view, every time you come up against a difficulty with and feel challenged by your partner, boy, I've got a chance to become even more of myself. The thing you is, don't always see that when you're in that hole. Well, you hole never though. see it. You never see it because you can't mm. possibly see the resolve. And that's when people say, well, you're wrong. You've got to be wrong. But what if you're not wrong? And what if I'm not wrong? Boy, where do we go then? Now we've got to change, and that's a scary part. We've got to get to a new mindset, a whole upgrade of ourselves. And when we keep doing that over and over again, now the success starts oozing out of us. Now... It just happens. We don't have to worry about it. It just happens. I've seen a lot of people who are married and um, they might be having difficulties, but they sort of come through with them and they have families and, of course, kids are difficulties too. But I see a lot of people who who aren't married for whatever reason and although they seem to have a much more sedate life which is really working for them, it's going nowhere often. Oh, do you, you mean a single, as in single people? As in single people. And you can see, see they're reaching out and looking for love to come in, someone to like and love, and someone who will love them to come in, knowing full well that when they get together with that person, they're going to be challenged like they've never been challenged before. And that's quite often why a lot of older single people are still single, because they, they fear going into a relationship that's going to create a lot of problems for them. And it's, sure. it's sad, really. Look, and there's a part to it, because you both got to be willing to do it. If I go into another relationship with somebody and they're not not like you, because you know, like you put up with all my stuff, you know. Really? I, and I put up now with you're my, admitting it yeah, publicly. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to cut this bit out. <laughs> no, you put up with my stuff, and and because we challenge each other all the time, you know, you know. And how many times I've heard you saying, you know, you're sick and tired of this personal growth and development, but you still keep coming back for more. And I'm I'm the same. If, let's say we separated and, and got somebody else. It might be very very nice for two or three months, but after a while. We've got to have somebody who's really going to be able to think and work the same as we do and vice versa because, you know, uh, I'm not saying that what we're doing is superior in any way. No way, no. 
we've got a way about us which was working for us together. So we're both we're both involved in it. We both commit ourselves to it, and we both do it. That's that makes for a pretty good relationship. And I think that's important too. Is that each relationship's different, and how people work together and and work through things is going to be different too. There are like I know there are basic strategies to use to support the relationship moving ahead and support you moving ahead personally but the way people deal with all those is also dependent on the relationship at the time yeah and the people involved because you said you might you know you've got your extroverts you've got your introverts and Mm. you've got your men and you've got your women i mean there's different ways of thinking i reckon the reason that we're um men and women are attracted to each other and mostly, it's not always the way because, you know, there's all the other stuff going on now. But, but basically, the men and women are attracted. And it's because you can be absolutely certain that when, when a man and a woman get together, there are going to be problems. Because men and women think so differently. And, of course, it's going to be a challenge. And the only way we can stay together, and the only way you and I can stay together, is if you and I are able to interact with each other such that we keep on becoming who we need to be so the stuff that really peeves me off about you and the stuff that really peeves you off about me it ceases to matter mm. to us. Because I'm not going to change for you and you're not going to change for me, but I will change for me, by the way. I'll change for myself. Of course, because yeah. we change for ourselves so that we feel better. Yeah. And yeah. I know, you know people say, oh, yes, it, it helps. You know, I want my partner to feel happier too. But your partner's not going to be happy if they're with someone who's unhappy. Absolutely true. So when I get in depression, it's always your fault. <laughs> of course. Well, we know that's not true. Well, but that's what a lot of people think. Because all of a sudden you're really in a really, really foul mood. and Then I can sit there and say, okay, well, you're making me angry. Or I can say, well, who do I need to be so that what you're doing now ceases to matter? And I've done that a few times, and you've done that to me. And when we do that, we can pull each other out of it and help each other get over it because, you know, when we're being depressed and all that sort of stuff, we're going backwards. We're not going forward. We're Mm. going backwards. We don't like that. It doesn't feel good. And I think, you know, it's really important to remember that when the other person is going through their own challenges, it's, it's that person's challenge. And, and it's really easy to think, what have I done? What's happened for that person, for my partner to be acting and behaving, speaking, whatever like they are? The important part in that is, yes, as you develop within yourself, you can pull yourself out of that. You can disconnect from that emotional trigger and behaviour. You can still be connected to the person, but, but that behaviour is not going to trigger you. It's about you... Being able to just be within you, and it, I, mean, I guess it goes back to that yeah. it doesn't matter. That person's behaviour doesn't matter. That's how that's their personal behaviour right at this moment. And you've actually hit it right when you said it's about you, because it is. It's always about you, and for you, it's always about you. For me, it's always about me. Mm. It's all. It's never about your partner. It's always about yourself. No matter what happens, it's always about yourself. And you mean if that person, it's always about yourself when you're feeling emotional or emotionally triggered, yes. Yeah. I know, and this will sound really tough, but even in cases of abuse and that sort of stuff, it's always about you. 
it's always it's always about what are you doing there in the first place mm. who what have you got to do? What have you got to resolve about yourself? Who have you got to be so it ceases the matter so you're no longer trapped there? And I know that sounds tough because a lot of people are very trapped, but it, they'll be trapped in their own self more than anything else. Yeah, and it, and you're right. I mean, it's it's a dreadful situation to be in. But looking at, you know, if you are the victim, okay, looking at what's going on for you. I mean, I haven't been in that situation, but I can see how it would be really hard sometimes to actually escape it. That's right. Well, if I started doing that to you, you'd be gone. Well, I would be now. I mean, I don't need to, but I would be now because I am stronger. But I guess it's for some, someone who's in that situation, who hasn't done all the work on themselves, who doesn't understand their own behaviours too, they do feel trapped. And maybe we can talk about that another time, how those yeah. people can Because there's a lot of value themselves. in doing work on yourself, isn't there? Absolutely. Well, thank you once again. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Robert. Yes, it's been an interesting conversation and intuitively in- interesting. Even though it started off boring. <laughs> no, I just said, oh, no, here we go with problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.